We're talking travel with Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. We do it for our sponsor, Travel on King, and we're looking at the best cruise lines. Cruising is so popular, let's find out where to head. We'll also take a look at some special interest journeys and we'll prepare for flying, some things to make you more comfortable. Travelling, that's always a good topic, and we're doing it on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King. I live for the sun that came from the sun rays, and it is often something we think of when we want to go on holidays. Another is finding the best cruise, and we've got the best cruise liners coming up, Sally Lucas. We certainly do, Jane, and that's what you want is sun when you go on a cruise too, obviously. It makes it a much more pleasant occasion if it's sunny rather than the other precipitation. Um, Yeah, so this is the eighth annual Cruise Critic Editor's Pick Awards, which names the best of the cruise industry actually in 25 categories, believe it or not. You wouldn't think there were that many categories, would you? Um, So we're not going to go through all of those, Jane. That'd be far too long. So it's more than just size. Yes, it's it's about all sorts of things and it's got to be narrowed down. Normally it's just been based um, on ocean cruising, but this year they're actually doing a full list of awards for river cruises as well because that's become such a popular. popular... Mm. So in this year's awards, um, the Viking star from the Viking Cruise Line was named the best new ship of 2015 in the ocean category. And it's a 930 passenger vessel and it's offering an entirely new product for ocean cruising. So what they've done with this is carry over from the river cruising what they offer on that onto ocean cruising. So they compare it to more like a boutique hotel and and the inclusive price structure you get like you get with the river offerings is complimentary Wi-Fi, um, alcoholic beverages at lunch and dinner and a free excursion in every port. Hmm. So it's pretty pretty good when you yes, think of that. It's, of offers. Yes, yeah. isn't it? Carnival Cruise Line was named the best value for money for the second year in a row because it has such affordable fares and good offerings on board. In the river category, this award went to Emerald Waterways for its variety of inclusions and onboard amenities. So that's in value for money. Asmara, Asmara Club Cruises was awarded the best shore excursions for the second year because uh, they do a lot of small group cultural experiences during the day and they do tours and outings even in the evening as well. And it also received best itineraries for its ability to visit less frequented ports and its commitment to destination immersion. Did they operate all around the world or just in certain No, parts? most of them operate, well, Viking operates mainly in the European area. Asamara operates Europe and um, Asia areas. Um, so they do, that does vary. Um, now, the river category, getting back for a moment, Uniworld was received awards for the best river cruise line, best new ship, which is called the Maria Teresa, and best shore excursions. So they won three categories in the, in the river cruising. Um, yeah, so there's lots here, like there's best ship refurbishment is there, like one of the Windstar cruise vessels won that. Best for luxury was Crystal Cruises. Best for families, Royal Caribbean. Best for adventure, Uncruise, that company we've talked about that does all those little unusual small ship cruising. Um, best dining, Celebrity Cruises. Best entertainment and best suites was both Royal Caribbean again. Um, best standard cabins, MSC Cruises. Best for romance, Windstar, those lovely mastered vessels. Um, best nightlife, Norwegian Cruise Line. So there's lots there on that but you can always have a look at the uh, 2015 cruise critic editors picks if you wanted to you know follow that more and get more information on all the different awards that have been won Hmm. so interesting stuff it's just something else to bear in mind when you're planning depending yes depending on you know whether you're a senior whether you're a family or whether you're a young person at least that might help 
steer you towards the the line that's going to suit you best. Getting the most out of your holiday. Absolutely. That's what we want, value, value, value for money. Um, Special interest, Jane, there have been a lot of special interest journeys coming on board lately to different destinations, as we've mentioned, especially with the small ship cruising, nudging into little areas that, you know, we've never been able to get into before. But apart from that, Adventure World have got some very interesting itineraries and they usually have a guest that's more well-known that hosts the tour. They're not like the tour manager. They're there to to provide information. For example, there's a literature and culture one with Jennifer Byrne, you know, who's who's such a wonderful person, I think. And, um, of course, this one is going into France, Italy and Great Britain for 14 days and, you know, following things like the works of Hemingway, Shakespeare, Keats, Dickens, you know, et cetera as well. Mm. Um, So that's interesting. There's another one, an echo gardening tour, um, which is going through uh, UK and Europe, which is uh, Indira Naidu, who used to be a presenter, of course, on ABC. And she's a firm believer on, you know, I don't know, balcony or gardens, you know, how you can have a garden anywhere. And she's a firm believer in that. Um, you can also get uh, Mind, Body and Soul. Now, this is one a wellness uh, one in India with um, a lovely lady called Susie Plenkovich. And that's 12 nights in India doing everything from astrology to yoga to meditation, etc. Um, antiques Uncovered. And that's another one of 14 days going to Europe with an antique specialist. So there's just so much there now, you know, Very in interesting. So there's a whole range that you can do. And not just Adventure World, other companies are doing them as well, like Insight Vacations, Backroads Touring. They're all getting on this bandwagon of trying to offer you something that's a little bit different and a little bit special. And to a new RFM. It's 20 past one. And we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, Sally Lucas. Perhaps before we get on to preparing for flying, you've got another really interesting special interest journey coming for us. I certainly have, Jane, and I just think this sounds fascinating. I mean, I had a little bit of a love affair with Tassie last year, and so this is something really, really different. And Coral Expeditions, who are Coral Cruising, small expedition cruising, are going to be the first to sail some of Tasmania's most remote coastlines when it launches uh, seven-night cruises out of Hobart on the 16th of November this year that will go through to February. Um, This is really a unique adventure cruise because you're exploring areas that have been unchanged since they were first mapped 200 years ago. And you're having expedition leaders that have got like 22 years of experience and and guest lecturers and all sorts of things from Tasmanian parks and wildlife. And you'll be doing embarking on an adventure not just on the water but on land. So you'll have the opportunities to kayak secluded bays and then you'll be getting off and bushwalking in national parks, including two World Heritage areas. So it's, it is very unique and the highlight of this, apparently, there'll be two days exploring the pristine region of Port Davy, rather, which is a 17,000 hectare World Heritage site. And it's one of the most unique marine reserves in the world, accessible only by boat, small aircraft or a seven-day walk. So, you know, you're getting to an area not not many people would have ever been to. And apparently it's characterised by the remarkable array of marine life that exists. And it's it's dark, tannin-stained water. So it's that different coloured water, that brown-stained water. Um, They are saying that you do have to have a relative level of fitness, of course, because you are going ashore and you're hiking through some of this. And also because you are in remote areas that the itinerary sometimes may have to be changed depending on weather and so on. So it it has to be a little bit flexible as well. But I thought, wouldn't that be fascinating to poke your nose down into that part of Tasmania that's really no one's ever been to? Not many people go there. No, not at all. And Tasmania's 
I think the state with the largest percentage of national park in it in Australia. Yes, it's, and it's wonderful and lakes, so many lakes mm. and just so many beautiful parts in such a small, crammed into such a small island, small state. It really is beautiful. Oh, I want to go back. Well, if we're flying there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about travel today. Um, getting yourself prepared for travel is more the thing. And really, you should start a fair way out, particularly if you're embarking on a longer voyage or a longer trip. That's when things are more likely, not always, but more likely to go array or awry, sorry, if you if you don't put things in place. So stepping onto a plane, you want to make sure that you're healthy, strong, you know, fit as you can be and have done all those things to prepare you for that. Eat healthily before you start out. Make sure you have plenty of rest. You know, do some walking, have some aerobic exercise and that that just prepares you well Um, because diet is an important role. And if you're someone who doesn't like eating the airline food or something, if you pack snacks that you can eat on board, you might not be able to take them off at the other end. But if you'd like a particular muesli bar or something that you like to snack on at intervals rather than actually having a meal, um, that's not a bad thing to do as well but also staying hydrated of course is is the important thing and even just taking things like sanitized hand wipes with you you know just to germs you know when you're going into a toilet that everyone else is using and you know door handles and things like that it doesn't hurt to have some sanitized gel or wipes with you as to do that but jet lag of course we all know that we can um, really suffer from that because it's your circadian rhythm gets you know thrown out of whack but the main thing is when you get there no matter what time of the day it is unless it was midnight of course but I mean it's unusual that it would be it's that you do get out and have a little bit of exercise you've been on a long flight particularly say non-stop to the UK or Europe where you're in the plane for 23 hours um, maybe with you know one or two stops along the way you really haven't had a lot of exercise and that's not normally how you would live at home so you know get out there and really just wear yourself out so you get a good night's sleep and just help prevent that jet lag becoming any worse and eat sensibly you know that's the main thing don't eat too much because again you've just your body's been all cramped up and sitting down for for 23 hours check with your your doctor of course that's the main thing and make sure you have all the right medications to take with you if you are on your medications anyway make sure you take additional scripts if so required same with your glasses in case you break or lose your glasses make sure you take a spare script for your prescription glasses as well and pack a little pack with you of you know the sensible bits and pieces whether it be sunscreen the the hand wipers we just mentioned um, some betadine a few band-aids you know little bits and pieces like that some headache tablets Neurofern or something or a gel in case you sort of get a muscle soreness or something like that so you have a little pack ready and also make sure you have flu shots hep shots all those sort of things even if you're going to countries that don't require inoculations you still want to make sure that tetanus flu everything that's healthy that can be done to prevent you picking up anything else before you go is important um, even just things like the common cold and of course you can pick that up so easily if someone on the plane is sneezing or carrying on it doesn't take much for it to go through the plane so the healthier you can be you know whether you want to take a, a vitamin c echinacea supplement just to, to boost your immune system but anything like that even just barocas barocas are good you know they're full of vitamin c and you can just dissolve them in water and and that will help as well so what do you think about taking a spare change of clothes? I mean, how likely is it for your luggage to arrive, say, a day late? It's happened to me a couple of, three times, actually. 
Um, I suppose three times isn't too bad out of all the years. But, I mean, yes, definitely pack, you know, the toothbrush, the toothpaste. Remember your liquids, aerosols and gels, your lags have to be only 100 mils. But you can have a little plastic Ziploc bag with your essentials in that in your in your hand luggage. At least a change of undies, you know, um, bra probably doesn't matter so much. But even if, you know, if you're a bit sweaty or something, maybe a change of a top would be handy as well. Um, and if you've got an enclosed shoe, sometimes even a little pair of flip-flops or something you know that's not going to weigh a lot that you can fit in your hand luggage that doesn't weigh too much but I would definitely recommend that Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. Thank you Sally Lucas. Thank you Jane. We do it for our sponsor Travel on King on 2NURFM.